are you feeling today? Are you feeling alive and energetic or lethargic and weak? Listen to your heart. Welcome to the Healing Whisper, a return to peace. Your host for the hour is Dr. Marianne Chase. When we fail to understand and work on the root cause of our stress and illness, we seem to be in a never-ending spiral of poor health and low energy. It's time to re-harness that potential in order to live a better life. Now, here's Dr. Marianne. Hello and welcome to the show. This is Dr. Marianne Chase and I am just thrilled to be with you again today. I'd like to wish everybody a happy new year and this will be an absolutely wonderful show today for the new year when most people are making resolutions to primarily lose weight, change some habit or another. My guest will be talking about an overweight category that we don't normally think about. And before I get started on that, I'd like to let everybody know that you can connect with me on Facebook, the Healing Whisper page, as well as Twitter, LinkedIn, and my website, thehealingwhisper.com. And after the show, I'd like to encourage everyone to head on over to voiceamerica.tv and check out my show over there, The Healing Whisper, Marianne's Garden. And I also have Healing Codes videos up there as well. And... Before I get started, again, uh, this lovely disclaimer, uh, this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not intended to treat, diagnose, heal, or cure anything. Everything contained in this show is strictly the opinion of myself, Dr. Mary Ann Chase, and today's guest, Dr. Christine Horner. Please always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any concerns that you may have. And with that being said, I would like to welcome my guest, Dr. Christine Horner. Dr. Horner, thank you for coming on the show. Oh, you're so welcome. It's my pleasure to be with you. Well, before we get into the little details, I'd just like to briefly tell our audience about you. Dr. Horner is a nationally known surgeon, author, and professional speaker and holds two board certifications for the National Board of Surgery and the National Board of Plastic Surgery. Dr. Horner was recognized as a leader in her field shortly after starting her plastic and reconstructive surgery practice because she successfully ran a national campaign to pass laws requiring insurance companies to pay for breast reconstruction following a mastectomy. Her five-year crusade with the Breast Reconstruction Advocacy Project led to the passage of an unprecedented federal law that was signed by President Bill Clinton in 1998 requiring insurance companies to pay for this specific surgical procedure. Dr. Horner is the award-winning author of Waking the Warrior Goddess, which is Dr. Christine Horner's program to protect against and fighting breast cancer. And her award-winning book, the newest one, is Radiant Health and Ageless Beauty. And 
I have uh, been looking at this book, and uh, Dr. Horner, I must say that I I really enjoyed this book because, well, mainly you're getting away from a lot of the, shall we say, conventional medical view of things and getting into some Ayurvedica. Did I pronounce that right? Ayurveda? No, it's pronounced Ayurveda. Uh-huh. Ayurveda, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize. <That's> right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, our subject today is about being over fat. And I have heard this expressed in very different ways, and one of them is called diabetes. But uh, go ahead and tell us what this over fat is that you talk about. Sure. So, you know, it's it's uh, no secret that uh, typical Americans are overweight. You know, we, yeah. we really have developed an obesity, you know, overweight obesity problem. And, um, you know, the statistics are fairly alarming. We're something like 66 and two-thirds of people are overweight or obese. And uh, we've recognized that there's all sorts of different kinds of increased health risks associated with that. Well, now what the researchers have discovered is that the... This is kind of a a rough estimate that we use called the BMI or the body mass index that simply Mm -hmm. takes your um, height, I mean your weight, sorry, and divides it by your height. And uh, it doesn't take into account any body composition. So we kind of use that rough estimate, the BMI, to determine whether you're overweight or you're not. And um, the BMI kind of falls short in its accuracy in a you know, number of different ways, but again, it doesn't take into effect body composition. So now the researchers have discovered that there's a whole group of people that look like they would be normal weight according to their BMI, but in fact, when they look at body composition, um, they're considered over fat and particularly in the, in the belly. So uh, belly fat is a really different condition than just subcutaneous fat. So the belly fat is actually on the inside of the abdomen. We have fat that kind of coats our organs to protect them, you know, kind of cushion them and everything. And so there's um, some conditions and things that kind of uh, predispose you for getting an excess amount of this belly fat. And the problem with the belly fat is unlike subcutaneous fat, it is the fat that's considered dangerous. It's the fat that is considered metabolically active, meaning that it's producing inflammatory proteins and hormones and so forth. And they found that um, it's actually so unhealthy for us, it ends up increasing our risk of about 50 different kinds of diseases. So we're talking things from, you know, diabetes, heart disease and dementia, and you can, you know, go on and on, but it also increases your risk of several different types of cancers. And they've identified about 11 different kinds of cancers that will increase when you have too much belly fat. And, um, you know, we used to think, oh, well, middle-aged spread, right? <laughs> I'll get kind of right. <laughs> a, a bigger belly with it. And it's like, oh, well, you know, it's um, it's just normal. But it turns out that even just a little bit um, is something that definitely has a detriment to your um, your health. Right. And and so there's the, the list of diseases that can occur as a result of too much belly fat is actually probably endless because 
it just depends, again, on that individual's constitution as to which disease they would be most likely to contract. So now, why are we, shall I say, as Americans, more yeah. prone to <laughs> belly fat versus the fat on the butt and thighs or elsewhere on the body? Sure. So actually, this is not just an American problem. I mean, worldwide, I mean, estimates are, I mean, it's really quite shocking. I think so the estimates are that 76% of people worldwide are overweight or over fat. And and, uh, in men, uh, in particular, they find like in the United States, about 90% of men are over over fat or, or overweight. So there's certain things that will put us at risk for that belly fat. And so that some of the things you can't do anything about is your gender. So they found that men have a tendency to get belly fat um, more often than what women do. And that typical thing that we see is that beer belly, you know, where their abdomen right. is sticking out. But if you pinch it, they don't really have that much as far as the subcutaneous fat. Genetics will also play a role too. And this is where we look at the body shape and, and we describe them as apple shape or pear shape. Shape. And a pear-shaped person is somebody who gets the subcutaneous fat mostly on the hips and thighs, and an apple shape is where you've got it more in the abdomen. So the apple shape is the one that's considered uh, more dangerous. Now, the things that you can do something about that, that are huge contributing factors to belly fat is, number one, diet. Um, so eating sugar and refined sugar and carbohydrates is the number one thing that puts fat on our body. And that has really become, you know, this, unfortunately, it's a huge part of the typical American diet is that we've, you know, we just eat way too many sugars, uh, sugars and carbs. And uh, then the next thing is actually stress. So when we're under stress, this is kind of a thing where I think, oh, there's a design flaw to the human body because um, <laughs> the human body always responds exactly the same way to stress. So it doesn't matter if it's, you know, it's this fight or fight, you know, reaction. And of course, that's really appropriate in certain circumstances where we have to run away from whatever it is you're fight, you know, in order for survival. But the human body will respond that way uh, every single time. So it could be, you know, you're opening your bills, you know, for the day. And it's like, well, the you have a stress reaction to let's say, your credit card bill or something. But, you know, you're not going to fight or, or run, you know, kind of thing. So then what ends up happening is that when we feel this um, stress reaction, there's kind of this neurochemical cascade of, of reactions that occur and there's stress hormones that are released and the main stress hormone is called cortisol. And cortisol uh, is something that really helps to facilitate us with that fight or flight reaction. But if it stays elevated chronically, it's extremely damaging to our health. So one of the things that it does is it um, promotes belly fat. And um, it is kind of interesting in times of extreme stress. You know, if you anybody who's listening there has had that, it's like sometimes you'll notice all of a sudden your belly's getting bigger. And even though you haven't changed anything, and it's like, oh, my gosh, you know, why is this happening? But um, that's you know, definitely we know that that's a promoter of, of uh, belly fat. So. There are approaches that you can take, really simple things that you can do to counteract, um, you know, as far as the, the diet and the stress 
um, reactions that can significantly reduce your risk of belly fat or, if you have it, help you to lose it more effectively. So, for instance, um, the simple nutrient vitamin C. They found that vitamin C is something that can um, keep that, you know, cortisol levels um, from not staying so chronically elevated. So you can either take a supplement of vitamin C um, and or uh, really favor foods that are high in vitamin C. So the major foods that are high in vitamin C, of course, are fruits and vegetables, and usually they have some deep colors to them. This type of uh, time of year, um, some of the the fruits and vegetables that we see that are in season that are high in vitamin C are some of the cruciferous vegetables, which are the broccoli, Brussels sprouts, um, kind of kale uh, family, um, sweet potatoes, bell peppers, Um, winter squashes are very high in that as well as oranges so just kind of knowing that it's like can we favor these things not sugar and carbs but but plants and uh, definitely we we find that eating mostly a plant-based diet is the thing that's really uh, creates the best health for us and um, trying to stay away from those you know processed foods and that in and of itself has dramatic improvements in, in anybody's health when they do that kind of switch Well, now, what about uh, things along the lines of uh, other stress busters, so to speak, like exercise is well known to be a stress buster. Yeah, and, so, you know, the, uh, yes, and, and also, um, you know, doing effective stress-reducing techniques, we kind of put them into a category like that. So, interestingly, uh, thousands of years ago, it was well recognized that stress was something that played a really significant role in the um, likelihood of developing a disease. And even now, like the National Institutes of Health has uh, said that 90% of all illnesses, um, <clears throat> whether physical or mental, are, are Uh, that stress plays a huge role in that. So in ancient cultures like traditional Chinese medicine, they came up with effective stress-reducing techniques like Tai Chi and Qigong. And you see, you know, everybody's seen those pictures of of the crowds of people, you know, in the squares practicing these techniques, you know, in the the morning in in China. Um, In India, uh, Ayurveda, for those who aren't familiar with it, Ayurveda is the traditional system of medicine that comes from the area of India. It's about 5,000 years year old system of medicine and the whole focus of Ayurveda is how to create health and maintain health which is not what my medical western medical training was so I really didn't learn much about health at all until I discovered Ayurveda and it was like oh, okay this is the way the human body works and so it's kind of like giving you a, the guidebook of what you need to do in order to be healthy and, and so uh, in Ayurveda meditation is um, one of the principal uh, uh, stress-reducing techniques. So I actually learned Transcendental Meditation about 20 years ago. And uh, it's this uh, form of med- meditation actually has a huge body of research behind it. There's about 600 studies that have been done at uh, 200 different kinds of institutions. They're so really independent. But, you know, the amazing thing is, is they, again, we find the stress plays such a huge role in, um, the, uh, in any kind of disease that, that shows up. So people who practice this simple mental technique just 20 minutes twice a day, that's, that's all that you have to do. What it does is it 
trains your nervous system to not respond as robustly as it normally would. So they find that the cortisol levels don't go up as high as, as what they normally would um, if you're practicing transcendental meditation on a regular basis. And it has all sorts of other, you know, kind of wonderful physiological effects to it. But uh, one study, for instance, that was done in Canada, where they have a uh, unified healthcare system, so sometimes it's easier to get some really good data and systems like that. But what they found is that people who practice transcendental meditation twice a day, and they took a population that had practiced for five years, and then they compared it to a matched um, population that didn't practice transcendental meditation, and they found that those that practiced this simple mental technique had were admitted to the hospital half of the um, time. Compared to what the people did that didn't practice this. So basically, it's cutting your risk of every disease in half. I mean, it seems like, how can a mental technique do that? But it really, it really has this amazing, profound effect on, um, you know, keeping your nervous system really quieted down. And it turns out that that's a super important thing for us for health. So, you know, to me, it's like we're all under chronic stress. You can't help it. It's just the nature of what life on planet Earth is, you know, right now. So it's, it's kind of like non-negotiable thing like if you really want to experience extraordinary health you really have to be doing an effective stress reducing technique every day as a practice um, to really minimize the damaging effects of stress yeah well you know uh, transcendental meditation any type of meditation uh, is well known to reduce stress because we we do have and I'm just going to have to put in a little plug we do have issues mental and emotional issues that create that negative energy which causes the stress well Dr. Horner it is time for us to take a brief little break so folks when we come back from the break we will get more into this over fat problem don't go away Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom Healing Code Coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Marianne is ready to be that friend. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com and click Coaching. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. 
If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the show. This is Dr. Marianne Chase and my guest, Dr. Christine Horner. And we are talking today about the new category of being over fat. And just before the break, we were talking a little bit about the stress busting techniques that that we really all need to do. And folks, you know, as well as I do, that this show is just exactly that busting the stress that we have in our lives in many ways that you can do that also before the break dr horner mentioned briefly the importance about vitamin c and which foods that you can get that are rich in vitamin c and a question that i have for you dr horner are vitamin C supplements worthwhile? Well, they certainly can be. Um, you know, there's uh, always debates, you know, about <laughs> is it worth taking vitamins or are you just having expensive, you know, urine and <laughs> so forth. Right. But, um, you know, there's, uh, obviously if you're, if you're eating an organically grown, mostly plant-based diet, you can uh, oftentimes get a huge amount of your nutrition from your foods. Um, there's uh, other times when you might require more, um, and sometimes, you know, we're looking a lot genetically at individuals, um, you know, now that we've mapped out our genetic code, you know, we're able to kind of test, you know, people for their individual genetics to see how they metabolize things, and and so we're actually able to kind of customize uh, supplement programs for people based on what their genetics are, and that means that sometimes people don't metabolize or utilize particular nutrients more or as well as other people, and they might need more than, than um, you know, what the normal recommended, you know, dose is. So it's more of an individualized approach rather than a, a cookbook, you know, type of thing. Um, but, yeah, I think it's, it's great to try to get all of it from your, from your foods, but if you feel like you, you're not able to eat a diet quite like that, given whatever your life circumstances are, then it's really good to take some supplements. And we generally recommend when it comes to vitamins that you're taking a, a vitamin that can, that's sourced from whole foods rather than synthetically made because the uh, body really doesn't absorb and use synthetic vitamins very well. So um, just making sure you got a whole whole foods kind of based vitamin supplement if you feel like that is important for your health. Now, <clears throat> you also in your book, which is uh, titled Radiant Health, Ageless Beauty, you talk about other foods for health and you actually are giving a 30-day program so people can begin to uh, lose that dangerous belly fat. What are some of the other nutrients that you speak about in the book? So, you know, what's fascinating, when I started learning about natural medicine, um, realizing that every plant uh, actually has its own unique 
pharmacy within it. And it's spectacular healing capabilities really in all these different plants. And we've, we've done amazing research when, you know, when I first started again in this area about 20 years ago, I would say the general Western medical community was, was uninformed about it. And they felt like, oh, there's no research on it. Or, you know, if you take any kind of nutritional supplements, it's just kind of like weak pharmaceuticals. Well, as it turns out, you know, on the planet for thousands and thousands of years for different systems of medicine, they recognize that food's your, food is your medicine and medicine can be your food. That was Hippocrates, the father of Western medicine. But uh, there's all sorts of things like that in the you know, traditional Chinese medicine, Ayurveda, and so forth. But um, the, the first line of treatment and creating health in all these different systems is to, um, is to use plants and, the, and then recognizing the medicines that are present in, in various different plants. So uh, the, the other thing that we've discovered is that certain plants will have unique molecules in them that no other plant has or that it's kind of rare to find, you know, in, in, a, in another plant. And fortunately, like I said, we've done lots of research on it. So we're able to identify some of these. Um, most of them are called a category of a molecule called a polyphenol. And polyphenols um, are usually very high in antioxidants and uh, have very high anti-inflammatory properties to them. And we've recognized that oxygen-free radicals and inflammation are two underlying processes in the body that seem to be uh, fueling the chronic diseases. And, and, uh, and so any kind of molecules that will help to kind of quell those processes are um, really important for our health. So um, just to give an example uh, as far as something that really targets belly fat, um, of course, there is no magic pill, as we know, that helps with weight loss. We keep searching for it. Um, but there's a, there's a particular uh, polyphenol that comes from a plant called the lychee fruit. It's actually a, a fruit from Asia that's considered a delicacy. It's a little white fleshy fruit that has kind of a hard red coating to it. I went to Bali uh, a few years ago, and so they had those, you know, on the street vendors and so forth. Um, but what they found with this, um, the lychee fruit is that it has a unique molecule in it called oligonol. And oligonol is this polyphenol, so it's, you know, high antioxidants, anti-inflammatories. And then they tested to see, okay, what's the um, medicinal unique medicinal qualities of this molecule. And so they found that it has a variety of different benefits to it. And, but one of them is that it actually specifically targets belly fat and it works through kind of a number of different pathways. Um, so what they did was they, ha- I mean, they've set up like the, the best type of study that we can have in order to get the best information is one where it's, con- it's called a double-blinded placebo-controlled study. And what that means is, is that they usually take two groups of people, they give half the people the, the nutrient and then half the people get a placebo, which is like a sugar pill. The people right. who are involved in the study have no idea who's getting what. The doctors don't know who's getting what, so you can't have any influence, you know, based on, on the knowledge of it. So that's what they did. They took these uh, two groups of men that had bigger abdominal girth. Half of them got the oligonol supplement. Half of them were on the placebo or the sugar pill. At the end of 10 weeks, they, they found that the men that were taking the oligonol had a 15% reduction in their belly fat. Now, that's like acid 
astronomically significant. We were looking yes. at you know, statistically significant <laughs> numbers. And they lost 6% of their subcutaneous fat and lost about an inch and a half off of their waistline. So, so oligonol is something that can really help to support uh, the weight loss, particularly the belly fat. And, of course, you still have to do, you know, the diet and exercise. You can't expect to, you know, uh, to take the oligonol and keep drinking your beer and <laughs> eating your sugar <laughs> and, and that, thinking that that's going to, you know, help you to lose weight. But anyway, it's something that, you know, really helps to give you some support and you can't really get it from eating lychee fruits and it's, uh, you'd have to eat like 20 of them or more to get, you know, the amount of oligonol in it and uh, lychee fruits are super high in sugar and usually if you buy them in this country too, they're found in canned, they're in heavy syrups and stuff like that. So the (laughs) molecule that they then put out into a supplement is um, actually, you know, absorbed into the body like, you know, hundreds of times better than what it is if you get it from the fruit and, and that kind of thing. So anyway, this is a, you know, for instance, where we can take something that, that can help to promote the, the um, reduction in belly fat. It also uh, works kind of on stress by helping to decrease cortisol too. There's another one of the ways that it works. Another uh, nutrient that um, really helps with belly fat is omega-3 fatty acids. So omega-3 fatty acids are considered the healthiest type of fat that we can consume. Um, it may seem counterintuitive that you would eat fat to lose fat, but we actually do. And our whole understanding, you know, we used to villainize fat and we think if you ate fat, oh, yeah. you'd get fat. Yeah. But turns out it's not. It's just, you know, again, it's sugar and carbs, which is the main uh, thing that's uh, putting belly fat on. And uh, when you eat healthy fat, fats, and really our body needs this, what's considered a macronutrient, but we need really a significant amount of it because there's so much of our body that's made from fat. So our brains are coated with fat, our nervous system, you know, is coated with fat, with fat is a uh, base molecule for the formation of our hormones, and, and so it's extremely important that we get adequate amounts, but the type of fat is the thing that's most important. So um, omega-3 fatty acids, again, healthiest type of fat, and um, they found that it helps to kind of specifically target belly fat. Um, And also a really fascinating fact is they found that it activates this gene that is involved in energy metabolism, and it can help you to burn up to 400 more calories a day. Well, that's significant. Now, uh, Dr. Horner, I uh, and everybody that, goes down the nutrient, the, the vitamin aisle, uh, wherever they shop, uh, we'll see the omegas available in two different forms. Now, is, is one form better than the other? What would be the balance of that uh, DHL and all? DHA. Yeah, DHA, DHA. and EPA. Yeah, so, um, you know, there's a lot of controversy around this one, too. Ah, okay. You know, looking at the different forms of omega-3 fatty acids, so you can get plant-based forms that are found high in flax seeds, and then uh, chia seeds, you know, are pretty high, too, and walnuts and so forth. And so, and then we find that uh, another great source of omega-3s is in uh, cold-water fish, like, wild-caught salmon, um, Mm -hmm. things like sardines, anchovies, those are high in omega-3 fatty acids. And so there's a debate about the source that you, you know, take 
omega-3 fatty acids on and what kind of effect that they have in the human body. And so experts, you know, kind of feel like maybe the fish oil, you know, uh, uh, source is something that might be better. Of course, if you're vegetarian, like I am, I have kind of favored uh, the omega-3s from flax seeds. Another source is being um, used commonly now, too, is krill oil. And so that's kind of considered to be one of the, you know, higher sources of it. But ultimately, um, the best thing to do, you can actually measure your levels of omega-3 fatty acids in your blood. And they, they're actually recommending that because, as it turns out, again, we're all individuals. Everybody kind of uh, metabolizes things differently. and Your body uses things differently. So um, cookbook medicine is not really a good approach. It's more individualized. And so the only <laughs> way that you really know how much omega threes you should be taking or if the source that you're taking is really working is to get your your levels measured. Now, you don't even need to go to a doctor's office for that. There's actually a website called nutrientpower.org. And uh, nutrientpower.org, they have all sorts of information on the omega-3s as well as vitamin D, which is also a critical nutrient for us to have in therapeutic doses in our, in our blood for optimal health. Yeah. So basically what you do is you order this kit, comes to your house, has instructions, and you're just pricking your finger, uh, putting a little dot of blood on a piece of paper, sending it in, and then they, they will tell you, you know, what your levels are. And you're looking for, it's called an omega-3 fatty acid index, and so what you're looking for is a level that's 8% or higher. And so then if your levels are too low, and this is, you know, something where I've, you know, had all sorts of folks I know that have taken this test, and then they're shocked to find that their levels are low, even though they've been taking omega-3 fatty acids. Um, so, like I said, it's important to uh, know if you need to be taking more or maybe a couple of times a day versus just one time a day, that kind of thing. But um, like I said, super important uh, and, and really essential to know exactly what your, your numbers are. Okay. And uh, one other nutrient that you mentioned in your book, um, among many, but one other important one is cinnamon. And... Uh, <laughs> Tell us about cinnamon. So spices are actually very concentrated forms of medicine. So even more so than, you know, just your typical fruits and vegetables and that kind of thing, spices are are really concentrated forms of natural medicine. And each one of them, again, has its own pharmacy and kind of its own unique um, actions within the human body. And so cinnamon, you think medicine has to taste bad, right? (laughs) But uh, it doesn't necessarily have to. So cinnamon um, has actually uh, got a number of really significant health properties to it. And one of the things that has been found to be beneficial for is kind of helping with we'll call it fatty acid metabolism and blood sugar regulation. So it's something that naturopathic doctors have well recognized to help with diabetes and that kind of thing. Uh, but, you know, the, it's always, I think, surprising to people to find out that these spices, just how powerful these effects are in our physiology. So, for instance, there was a study that showed that, um, that cinnamon is something that can increase glucose metabolism 
by 20 times. So it's just like, wow, it's <laughs> really amazing the effect of it. So uh, the therapeutic dose is considered two teaspoons a day. And, you know, you can sprinkle it on anything, your oatmeal, your apples, your sweet potatoes, your, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and I actually put it in my coffee in the morning, like when I'm making it in the coffee mm-hmm. maker, uh, just kind of a French way to do it. But I said, but right. uh, yeah, so there's, <laughs> yeah, creative ways. Yeah, and uh, one quick question that I do have for you about cinnamon is, does it matter which cinnamon? Because there are so many different varieties, and especially if you go to a high-end spice shop that uh, Uh you can get cassia cinnamon, you can get Saigon cinnamon, et cetera, et cetera. Does it seem to matter? Well, I think, you know, overall what you want to do, of course, is get a high-quality one, organic, you know, if possible. And uh, as far as I know, the as far as with the studies and so forth, there wasn't a distinction as far as what the base source of it was. But, you know, just to make that you, sure that you get a high-quality one. And you can – they actually even make supplements. You know, various different companies will make supplements with cinnamon, so you can – you can do that too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we have a couple of minutes before we actually need to take a break. But you know what, Dr. Horner, I'd like to go ahead and take the break now so that we have a little extra time after the break and uh, we can talk some more about your book. So, folks, don't go away. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom healing code coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit thehealingwhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Marianne is ready to be that friend. Visit thehealingwhisper.com and click coaching. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Healing Whisper, a return to peace. If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back to the show. This is Dr. Mary Ann Chase with my guest, Dr. Christine Horner. And we are talking about that category of obesity really is labeled now over fat and specifically around the belly is that dangerous type of over fat. Uh, Christine has, uh, Dr. Horner has just recently written a book uh, called Radiant Health, Ageless Beauty. And it is her, about her 30-day program to extraordinary health, beauty, and longevity. And what I have particularly enjoyed about this book is the more natural approach, shall we say, to healing. Uh, because you do talk a lot about getting rid of the stress and natural ways and spiritual ways to get rid of the stress about eating foods and uh, Ayurveda, that that is actually the first chapter in your book. Now, I have heard about Ayurveda, but I don't know about Ayurveda. Can you kind of in a nutshell, (laughs) explain a little bit about what Ayurveda is about. Sure. So, like I said, when I was in Western medical training, (laughs) I didn't learn anything about health. It was about diseases and how to suppress the symptoms using pharmaceutical medications or surgery. So, Ayurveda literally means, um, so Ayur means life and Veda means knowledge. So it literally means the knowledge of life. And so it has all these different uh, principles in recognizing that we have, they call them natural laws that govern us as human beings, but basically it's the rule book. And you can think of it, well, you know, you got to sleep or you're not going to do very well. You got to eat or you're not going to do very well. But it's, it's really understanding um, hundreds of these different kinds of natural laws and therefore making recommendations. It's like, okay, we're in the human body. This is how it functions. And this is what you need to do to have optimal health. And so kind of the underlying principles of it is that everything that you do, every thought that you think, every food that you eat, every activity that you do, either is putting your body into balance or taking your body out of balance. And so uh, the whole idea is, is to do the things that are going to bring your body into balance. And when it's in balance, then it really enhances that inner healing intelligence that we have. If you do things that take your body out of balance, then what it does is to obstruct the flow of that inner healing intelligence and it can't keep you well. So all the recommendations are based you know, simply on that. All you're doing is enhancing your body's own inner healing intelligence to help to keep you uh, healthy. And if you look at the human body, I mean, it's it's like fathoming the cosmos, you know. It's every cell in our body acts like its own little independent city. We have trillions of cells that are all kind of coordinated and these hormones and stuff. And, I mean, it always gives you a headache to try to (laughs) figure out that all because (laughs) it's kind of like beyond what the human brain can even comprehend. And so, you know, for me, it's like, well, you know, it's beyond, uh, again, what that, what our brains can kind of comprehend. And so um, instead of working in the way that we do so much in Western medicine, where we're trying to, you know, control things and manipulate it, I think it's, it makes tremendous sense 
to, um, as they describe in Ayurveda, kind of going down to the roots of the tree and watering the roots of the tree. And so when you're enhancing your body's own inner healing intelligence, it's like, well, I don't really have to think about all the physiology and medicines and stuff. It's just like, okay, eat my broccoli and my body's going to be happier and have, you know, the, the nutrients that it needs in order to help to keep me uh, healthy. So in Ayurveda, again, there's um, we, we think so much about, oh, it's, it's diet and kind of lifestyle, but there's uh, a number of different elements that are fundamental, fundamentally important in order to keep us healthy. So it's not one thing, and there's not like one thing is more important than another. And again, it's kind of like, okay, well, you can eat the, a really great diet, but if you're staying up super late at night and under a lot of stress, you're not going to be healthy. Um, and conversely, you know, you could be um, eating a crappy diet by going to bed at a proper time and doing the, you know, the stress releasing techniques, and, and then you're not going to be healthy. So there's many different um, aspects that go into having optimal health and um, it doesn't you know it seems like it might be kind of overwhelming and you'd have to live some sort of austere life but as it turns out the human body is actually unbelievably responsive to anything that we do that helps to keep it healthy so great for instance is that um, we need to move our bodies as we know we're we're designed to move Uh, we should be doing exercise every day or you know some form of body movement if you sit um, for too long, they, you know, we've now discovered that it's uh, really devastating to the human body to be immobilized or to be sitting too many hours a day that it really increases chronic disease and shortens your lifespan. Even if you do exercise and you sit more than five hours, um, it's detrimental to your body. Um, but on the other hand, uh, as I said, the human body is unbelievably responsive. So there was a study that was done a few years ago where they they found that if somebody jogged for five minutes a day, like that's it, just five minutes, <laughs> there was a 48% reduction in cardiovascular disease. <laughs> so when people say, I don't even have any time to exercise. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's almost silly how easy it is to dramatically improve and protect your health. So it's well, like, yeah. okay, I'm going to stay, take the stairs at work, park far away in a shopping mall, you know, and do some brisk walking. And you know, really, I saw brisk walking is something that's been shown to, you know, really keep the human body very healthy. So you don't have to be like a maniac, you know, out there <laughs> pounding the pain, pavement and that kind of thing. So, uh, so that, um, again, um, just making sure that you're eating more plants than you are eating carbs and sugar, that's going to make, you know, a huge difference. Um, we talked about doing effective stress-reducing techniques, which turns out to be extremely important, you know, for optimal health. So these can be things like the meditation, Tai Chi, Qigong, yoga, breathing exercises. I mean, all these things um, can, you know, be extremely beneficial. Um, it, it turns out, very interestingly, of all the things that affect our health, more than diet, more than smoking, more than genetics, it's our emotions and um, particular the emotion of feeling loved and supported. So right. that emotion actually has more predictive value on our health than anything else. And, um, and so like we as human beings are wired to be social 
and in loving, supportive relationships. And when that happens, that has this positive effect on our longevity and survival like nothing else does. And if you're in the opposite circumstance where you're in toxic relationships, there's nothing more damaging to the human body. Yeah. So yeah. that's how important it's, your relationships are. And I tell you, as a doctor, I didn't know that, you know, to begin with. And then I thought, gosh, I have a tendency to, you know, be a workaholic and kind of be a hermit, you know, to do all my work. And it's like, holy, you know, holy cow, this is so important. So I changed my life where it's like I understand how unbelievably valuable it is to have really great friendships and, and really to nurture those. So, um, you know, that that made a huge difference in my life just knowing those facts. Right. And um, so really it, it's truly about a balance of so many things and starting somewhere. So now on your 30-day program that you recommend in the book, you really do put it all together for people. We have to start somewhere. So, uh, Dr. Horner, can you kind of briefly explain the 30-day program, or really, why 30 days versus (laughs) anything else? Well, (laughs) yeah, so, you know, I I noticed myself when I would read a book that had, you know, this one, of course, is just packed full of information that's evidence-based and everything. No, it ends up getting kind of overwhelming where it's like, you know, where do I start? It's like too much and so forth. So um, it's really essential for me. I felt to kind of take my reader by the hand and say, okay, here's all this information. It's great to have all this and, and let me help you, you know, start this. So if you just take on one new little habit a day, that's it. You know, so just one little thing is a suggestion, you know, per day. And, and you, and it seems like human beings actually, when you're trying to change some behavior that you've had, or you're trying to, you know, convert over, it's like we need about three weeks to three to four weeks <laughs> to really start to kind of shift things that allow us to have these different behaviors. And, and so, um, and, and it's a, um, manageable, you know, kind of chunk of time. So, so all of that is just like, okay, within 30 days, let me help you. We're going to do something new each day. And uh, by the end of the 30 days, you're going to be having every aspect that's important for you to experience extraordinary health. And at that point in time, too, um, the, making those small changes, you are going to feel unbelievably improved in that amount of time. And most people, once they start to experience how much better that they feel, just by by making simple changes. And that's the whole thing with my book, too. These are simple, practical changes that you can make, totally doable. Um, Then uh, it really encourages you to stick with the program or to do more. Because once you start feeling so much better, it's like, oh, my God, you know, what else can I do to to make myself feel better? Yeah. Okay. Um, There's one other thing that I just want to very quickly mention about your book that just thrilled my little heart was your (laughs) use of gemstones with each chapter. And uh, you're actually using it as a metaphor, but we do know that gemstones can make a difference with people. Can you explain a little bit about why are you using a gemstone with each chapter? 
Sure. So um, I wrote my, my previous book that I wrote, which was on uh, breast cancer uh, prevention, so natural approaches to protecting against and finding breast cancer. When I wrote that book, I just thought, you know, I don't want to have a book that's just kind of like the kind of bland <laughs> scientific facts out there. I wanted to have something that would be more readable and interesting. And so I actually, I, you know, practice transcendental meditation. So one of the beautiful things about meditation is you can kind of connect into your own intuition and, you know, get some really good guidance and kind of information. And, and so I thought, gosh, you know, it, it, to me, when I kind of think about the human body or our uh, inner healing intelligence is kind of like this multi-armed goddess in there, you know, kind of handling everything. So then I thought, huh, I think I can make this, you know, kind of as a metaphor uh, of using this kind of goddess metaphor, you know, where we've got these different, you know, kind of goddesses helping with various different factions. So when I wrote this book, I thought, okay, I, I just think doing a metaphor analogy is really helpful, you know, for the reader to make it more entertaining. And so I wanted it to also kind of um, uh, reflect my personality, too. So I'm a gemstone lover. <laughs> and, <laughs> and interestingly, when you look at it, some of this stuff might seem like it's kind of woo-woo, but um, in Ayurveda, um, they actually used uh, gemstones for healing. And so looking at quantum physics, uh, we can find that everything in the universe and everything in the material world and stuff actually has energy and that gemstones um, emit some uh, energetic uh, types of uh, waveforms from them and they actually can be used for healing. So, well, uh, you know what? Uh, Dr. Horner, we're running out of time, and I certainly, uh, we, uh, it just goes so fast. I don't want people to leave without finding out how to get your book and to connect with you. So my book, uh, both of my books actually won National Book Awards for the best book in health, medicine, and nutrition. So super readable. And it means they're available everywhere, Amazon.com and Barnes and & Nobles. And if you want an autographed copy, you can get it from my website, which is drchristinehorner.com. That's D-R-C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E-H-O-R-N-E-R.com. Great. And uh, those links, folks, are on the Voice America uh site that is promoting this particular show and uh, so I really appreciate having you with me Dr. Horner and your book is great on helping people really begin to put everything together to not only get rid of that belly fat but uh, natural help for all sorts of other major or significant health issues that we may have but like you said 90% of our diseases and actually probably more are caused by the emotional part of us so Thank you again, once again, for being on my show. Well, you're welcome. It was really my pleasure. And folks, as always, I want to leave you with this thought that um, your heart, the beliefs of your heart are what causes a lot of stress. And that is why King Solomon thousands of years ago said, above all else, Guard your heart, 
for everything that you do flows from it. And folks, that's why we're talking about next week. How does our heart get programmed and what can you do about it? So until then, blessings. Thank you again for taking the advice of your heart and tuning in to the healing whisper of return to peace. Please join your host, Dr. Marianne Chase, again next Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We hope to talk to you again next week. Thank you.